Sport Market, a show right here on Radio Adele that airs on Saturdays from 2 to 6 and Sundays from 8 until noon. Host Tom Manek rates and debates the bulls and bears of sports business. He takes a behind-the-scenes look at the sport business stories that matter most to fans. Pleased to welcome to the show now Tom Manek. Tom, how are you doing here today? Not bad at all, Jeff. How about yourself? Ah, not too bad. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time. Really appreciate you doing this and uh, really appreciate the chance to preview what's coming up here on the show this weekend. So we'll start right there. What do you have in store for our sport market fans here this Saturday and Sunday? Well, certainly with the backdrop of the U.S. presidential election, which has, of course, been more than just a Tuesday, November 3rd kind of thing. It's now in its fourth day going into the weekend. Uh, we'll take a look at you know, not only what impact the business of sport and athletes and executives and teams, especially in the NBA, had on the U.S. presidential election, but what will a what looks increasingly like a, a, a Joe Biden presidency uh, under Democratic leadership, uh, what will that mean for the business of sport? And certainly one of the first things that will kick around is the response this week of the stock market, which is of course, what our name is sh- uh, and what our show is named after, you know, we are the stock market of sport kind of thing. And that's why we, as you say, rate and debate the bulls and bears of sport business. So we're, we're going to take a look at the initial reaction of the stock market, which was very calm, um, uh, a, a lot smoother than I think a lot of people expected with all the uncertainty. And then what do we do moving forward? Uh, we'll look at the impact of how there were 20 NBA arenas, Jeff, who basically turned over their facilities to serve as large-scale voting centers. Uh, There were also some Major League Baseball stadiums and some NFL stadiums as well, but that's the first time there's been that kind of involvement of, um, you know, mostly private sector facilities and other public sector facilities, uh, you know, uh, operated by professional uh, uh, sport franchises. So those are some of the things that we'll we'll take a look at. Just given uh, the week that it's been, uh, there will be a heavy political bent, and we'll continue to ask, do athlete endorsements matter? You know, are people influenced by uh, whether it's Bobby Orr, Jack Nicholas, and Brett Favre on on the side of Donald uh, Donald Trump uh, giving him the endorsement, or athletes like LeBron James uh, and others uh, giving Joe Biden and the Democrats their endorsement. So that, that'll be a, a consistent theme going through the weekend. And has this been a difficult episode to prepare for? I mean, obviously, there's just been so much uncertainty about what's going on over the course of this week. I know it looks and and continues to look like Joe Biden is going to be the next president-elect here, but uh, still, it still is too close to call at the time of this recording. So has this been a challenging one to sort of look ahead and try to plan for? You know, I mean, on one hand, uh, it's always easier, as, as you know, when you can point to, okay, that's a definitive result. Um, you know, Team A beat Team B in overtime, in the in the third overtime period, and you can basically start your assessment and your analysis from there. When the game is going on in the background and there's no definitive final result, it's sometimes hard to sort of formulate the narrative and and what you consider to be the most important points. But I think in this particular case, because of the demographics of of early voting and mail-in voting and the strength of uh, the Democrats in in most American cities, uh, you know, I I think that uh, right now, uh, obviously, they need to continue to, to count the vote. And I think that'll continue to happen through the weekend. 
But I, I would expect that Joe Biden comes pretty close tonight to either declaring victory or uh, further indicating that uh, he believes he's on a track to uh, becoming POTUS 46, and he'll continue to sort of, you know, encourage people to to stay calm and uh, let the process uh, let the process unfold. So, from that perspective, you know, it sure looks like it is heading in that direction, and you know, that'll allow us to sort of talk about, you know, what the impacts have been on Donald Trump during his four year term. Uh, on the business of sport, uh, you know, ranging from the National Football League to most re- recently um, the 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 NBA. Um, one of the things, too, and I'm, just because I have you on the line and I'll, I'm curious about this, I was speaking with uh, Rod Black here earlier in the week because we had the uh, 25th anniversary, right, of the inaugural games between the Toronto Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies um, that took place in 1995, November 3rd, 1995. It was kind of a nice break from talking about the actual election that was taking place on that day. But one of the things we did talk about was, you know, could he ever see basketball coming back to Vancouver? And he was pretty hesitant because of the the current climate in the United States and the desire for places like the NBA to continue to expand in the U.S., looking at places like Vegas and stuff like that. I'm just curious, you know, what do you see as a possible, uh, given what's going to be happening here with the political climate in the United States over the next four years, whichever way things go, um, I guess, do you see sport being a a real uh, possibility of, of expansion, or do you think that things could contract here moving forward based on what we were seeing over the course of COVID-19 and how it's impacting sports across not only North America, but worldwide? Well, you know, the only thing for sure is that there has been a devastating impact on the business of sport. And there will be a real uh, market correction when it comes to franchise values. Now, franchise values going up until 311, March 11, 2020, when, of course, the NBA became the first of the leagues to suspend, um, you know, franchise values were the hottest real estate in the world. I mean, you look at franchises that were purchased for, you know, $50 million, $150 million, now worth, you know, in the case of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, $5.7 billion. So that's massive growth. I do think um, that as long as it stays in the ballpark of one, one and a half seasons, at the most two seasons, being so severely impacted by the restrictions and limitations of the coronavirus and the COVID-19 pandemic, and I mean restrictions, of course, in terms of not having you know, packed houses of fans sitting and cheering shoulder to shoulder. Um, As long as it doesn't go much past that, all of the franchises in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, they'll, they'll be able to survive moving forward. I do think in the case of the National Hockey League, there are a couple of franchises that are so gate-driven and they don't have a heck of a lot of other revenue, i.e. the Arizona Coyotes and the Florida Panthers, that there's going to be a lot of downward pressure on them. I'm not saying they contract. Uh, as I said, I do believe that most, if not all, of these North American franchises have the um, uh, the bank balances, the, the, the cash in hand, or they have the cash in hand through their ownership groups to be able to get through this. Now, if something happened that you know, the combination of the health crisis and the economic crisis and the emotional mental health crisis, uh, a lot of people obviously being stressed out of their minds, you know, going through all of this. Uh, if that extends into 
a third season uh, and you don't have full revenue optimization, uh, then that's where there is, in my view, uh, an issue. In terms of your, your, your specific question about the NBA, uh, I do think the NBA will continue to expand. Uh, it has got such a strong uh, infrastructure. It's got such popularity around the world. It is the uh, most popular league around the world, the most popular North American league around the world. Uh, Major League Soccer, of course, plays the game that is the most popular game in the world, but MLS doesn't have the global profile and status that the NBA has. Uh, and, and outside of the United States and Canada, uh, the NBA is much bigger than the NFL and uh, you know even Major League Baseball mm-hmm. in other continents. So I do think the NBA continues to grow. But I would also agree with Rod Black of, of CTV and TSN that um, other franchises would would find their 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 their, fran- their find their position first, and that would be likely a, a Las Vegas franchise. Uh, everybody will wind up being in Vegas within a few years, and um, the uh, Seattle SuperSonics. You will see a team come back to the key arena. Uh, Climate Pledge uh, um, uh, Arena in in Seattle. Before you see uh, the second coming of the of the Vancouver NBA franchise, but I am one of those as a former executive, former vice president of the old Vancouver Grizzlies. I am one of those who believes that at some point down the road, the NBA does come back to Vancouver. It would have to be in partnership or in tandem with the ownership group of the of the Canucks, because otherwise the bill is way too big. And I do think that because. Vancouver is much bigger and more international than it was, you know, 25 years ago. And the NBA is bigger and more international uh, with players from so many more countries, including Canada, that I think it becomes a different proposition moving forward. Well, I hope you're right, because I really do want to see it come back north of the border and have uh, more than one team. Yes, I am a Raptors uh, supporter, a Raptor fan, if you will, but uh, we could definitely use more basketball up here north of the border for sure. Uh, thanks so much for the time, Tom. Really appreciate this. Love the show and looking forward to what's in store here this weekend. Yeah, all, all the best, Jeff, and I really appreciate it. And just one last thing, uh, walking out the door here, we will talk over the weekend on the Sport Market on Radio NL uh, about that first weekend of the Raptors and the first weekend of the Grizzlies. And we'll also talk about how, uh, just another reminder about how the names and the brands for those two teams were developed. So uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, talking about that uh, on the Kamloops Airwaves uh, this weekend. Thanks so much, Tom. Have a great show this weekend. Look forward to hearing it, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up again in the future. Okay, all the best. Thanks a lot, Jeff. All right. Thank you, Tom. That's Tom Manek, the host of Sport Market, a show you can listen to right here on Radio NL. It airs, like said, Saturdays from 2 to 6 and Sundays from 8 until noon, where Manek rates and debates the bulls and bears of sports business and takes a behind-the-scenes look at the sport business stories that matter most to fans. If you hadn't heard it yet, I'd encourage you to check it out. It's a great program and really, really informative. If you're a sports fan and you like sports business, this is a show for you.